Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Yabbit Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankst, and today is July 5th, 2020, which means I am on day 204 in a row of 365 promised episodes. It brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, food, sports, entertainment, and all things except politics. First off, folks, an extremely special birthday shout-out today to my own mother, Anna Hankst, the most amazing mom on the planet. Now, I know everybody says this. People are always, oh, man, my mom's the best. I have the best mom. Everyone thinks their mom's the best, but I actually have the best mom ever. She always has good advice to give. She's always there for any of us whenever we need her. She's a provider. She creates new and miraculous food combinations and dishes and things that she likes to share with us. She's crafty. She's into the arts and crafts scene so much deeper than I could ever get into. I'm just not an artistic person like she is. She just has so many things always going on. She's always helping so many people at the same time. She is one of the most selfless individuals I've ever met in my life, always willing to take the time out of her life to help others better themselves, feel better, have a better path in life. And I personally have gone to her for advice probably at least eight times in the last week, and I would not have a a single clue how to get through this crazy world without my mother. Happy birthday to you. Hope it is the best day ever. I'm pretty sure they're all having steaks over at her house tonight, social distancing. Screw that. Throw it out the window. I'm going to be there. Let's make it a party. July 5th. 2020, Anna Hankst birthday at her house. Yay! The big news in sports, folks, UFC 251 has had a major change. And I'm talking major to the main event itself. The first ever Fight Island UFC pay-per-view was supposed to headline with a main event fight of Komaru Usman against Gilbert Burns. But what happened? Yeah, that's right. Gilbert Burns was diagnosed with COVID-19, which means, of course, he cannot be anywhere near any of the fighters, especially not in the octagon against one personally, which means they had to find somebody who could step in to replace Gilbert Burns that would make the show go on in such a way that people wouldn't even be slightly disappointed. In fact, they might even be more excited about this matchup. Jorge Masvidal versus Kamaru Usman. And I gotta say, what a replacement fighter Masvidal is. I would have rather seen this fight anyways. So I know it's on short notice, which gives Masvidal a little less opportunity to be ready to fight. But it doesn't give... Usman any edge over him because he prepared to fight Gilbert Burns and he's a completely different fighter from Masvidal. Burns, he's more likely to go to the ground than Jorge. He's, you know, a 
thicker guy, really, just a little bit heavier, it seems like, than Jorge Masvidal, who just likes to throw blows, and I believe now the fight may just remain on the feet for the entire event, because these guys are going to want to exchange blows the whole time, and I seriously, I'm so pumped about this. This couldn't have been a better opportunity for Masvidal to kind of reconnect and get his relationship with the UFC back on track because he had been in a somewhat of a complaint stance on account of the money being paid to him not being enough and the UFC not wanting to shell out any more for his contract and then eventually the UFC just walked away from like a month-long negotiation with Jorge Masvidal but then when Gilbert Burns had to bail out of this fight because of the COVID, I'm sure they called up Masvidal and begged him, oh, please, you know, we'll do whatever it takes. We'll pay you extra. We need you to step in. He took that call. He stepped to the plate. And I cannot wait for that main event fight. Don't forget, we're also going to see Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. That will be a good matchup. Volkanovsky's at the top of his game. Holloway has been pounded so many times for so many years in his face. I'm sure his brain just doesn't even function the way it used to, but that does not count him out. He is still one of the best fighters of all time in the UFC, and so these fights are going to be incredible. I can't wait. It's also Peter Jan against, or Petra Jan versus Jose Aldo. It's hard to even say these guys' names right. They're all crazy, but I can't wait to see it. Those three fights, main events, UFC 251 this Saturday, July 11th. Mark it off on your calendar, folks. It's going to be a good one. Most major California cities decided against a fireworks display or fireworks show because they didn't want too many large groupings of people. And, and because in San Diego... There's a lot of miniature, it seems like, small sub-cities of the main city of San Diego that each have their own individual fireworks display. Here in Imperial Beach, they usually shoot them off the pier into the ocean, and it's just an amazing display. It goes on for about 20 or 30 minutes. They didn't have that this year because everybody from the whole city gathers up at the beach to watch this and they knew that would happen and there's too much COVID being spread everywhere and the numbers are rising. So people took to themselves and their backyards to create their own fireworks displays in Imperial Beach here. And I gotta say, I was impressed. There was not a five second break between somebody blasting off a mortar into the sky or a rocket, or a Roman candle, or some sort of amazing fireworks display, including myself. I partook in this. I had three really giant rockets, the ones that shoot up into the sky with the piece of wood connected to it, and then the wood kind of drops wherever it lands. Now, I kind of felt weary about doing this because it's dry out here. It's always dry. And if the piece of wood itself was on fire when it dropped, then there's a chance that it would have been perfect kindling for sparking a fat blaze in somebody's backyard. So what I did 
was I dipped the stick into my pool before I shot off these rockets, and it seemed to work great. There was no fires. There was an amazing and spectacular display coming from my backyard for about 15 minutes, and although I still did the old light one off and then run into my house and wait for the cops to show up scenario, nothing happened. Everyone else was shooting them off. People went wild, and I didn't hear any fire trucks or anything, so I have to assume everybody did it in a safe manner, and I physically watched one of the sticks land directly into my neighbor's yard, so she's going to find a fireworks stick in her backyard tomorrow. Oh, well, you know, what can you do? How, how do you know that's from me? You don't. Plus, she's like a 1,000 years old, so I'm sure she wasn't out there watching fireworks to see that it was from my backyard. I blasted them off, no problems, it was fun, everyone had a great time yesterday, there was a mini block party on my street, which, again, social distancing guidelines, shouldn't have gone down, I don't care, it just goes to show that I have a cool street of cool people who weren't going to call the cops on me for shooting out fireworks, I'm sure they enjoyed it, my kids had fun, 4th of July was awesome, that's all I got to say about that. I said before, I've been slanging tons of knives on eBay that were all my grandfather's knives. He was obsessed with buying knives. He bought so many. There's over a thousand. And I've been getting a lot of, like, just annoying people that offer such a low number for some of these knives. It's like, I don't know, It's it, it annoys me. It's like, it hurts to get this number for such a nice knife. And it makes me want to kind of talk a little crap to them. For example, I put on a knife that had the price tag still on the box that my grandfather paid for it. It was $79.99. 80 bucks out the door, you know, plus tax, whatever, for this really nice knife. So I put it on eBay. I'm only asking $19.95 for this thing. And this dude sends me an offer of five bucks free shipping. Five bucks. I pay for shipping. So I'm going to pay four bucks to ship this knife to you, four or five bucks. You're going to pay five total for the knife, and I'm going to get nothing. I'm going to get zero dollars for this knife to send it to you. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Well, that's a great deal. No, no, we're not even close. We're so far apart that I, I would ju I'll just have to say good day to you, sir. Because we're never going to come to an agreement that's anywhere near what I demand for this very nice knife when you start with $5 free shipping and I started with $19.95 plus you pay shipping. That's crazy. Because if you don't pay the 5 to ship it and I don't get the 20 bucks off of it, then I'm losing a ton of cash. I mean, not me personally because I never paid anything for these knives, but I'm not the one getting the money anyways. It's all to send my mother to Greece for, you know, a vacation. She wants to go to her homeland, you know. That's where her people are from, her ancestry. She's got to be there, check it out, have a good time. And I got to say, some of these people that lowball the idea of selling something to them on eBay, they're just ridiculous. Like, who do you think you are that you're so important I'm going to send you a knife for free pretty much? No. Not going to happen. eBay starting to annoy the crap out of me. Making a lot less off of these knives than I expected to. 
Well, that's the way it is. The sports book in the Bellagio took a major loss when it allowed people to bet on games that were already playing in Korea and China because of the time zone difference or whatever. It was called a pass-post bet, and these bettors were allowed to actually bet on games that were already started or almost over, which gave them obviously an advantage because let's say a team's beaten another team 8 to nothing. You can actually bet how many, you know, runs are going to be scored by one team, how much they'll win by, which team will win, all these stipulations that raise your chances of getting more and more money, which one guy did and got $137,000 off of the Bellagio because of their mistake. Now, they say this has happened before to basically every sports book in every major casino at least one time or another whether it's an employee just putting in the wrong start times on games or the wrong times you're allowed to start betting, or it's because they got confused because of the time zone difference, because of how far away these games were being played. But regardless of the facts, people were allowed to bet on games that had already begun, which allowed them the obvious edge of betting per inning for how many runs would be scored and Placing bets basically on things that they already knew they would win off of because they already knew the numbers, so they already knew it was a 100% guarantee, which I wish so much that I'd been there at the time because I would have put every single penny I've ever had directly on those automatic wins, and I would have come out with probably like $5,000 because I don't have much money. But oh well, either way, I would have came up like that guy did, 137000 one guy took. They say actually about a half million dollars was lost, which, you know, is a pretty bad day for the employee that made that mistake at the Bellagio. I'm pretty sure they are fired, and an investigation has been launched into how this occurred and why this occurred and when it will ever occur again and how I can get a heads up next time so I can place a big fat bet and win a ton of money automatically now I cannot do this podcast today without bringing up the fact that Kanye West actually swears he's running for president this year in the 2020 election Kanye Worst believes he is running for president and of course he's being backed up by Elon Musk. These two guys, Kanye West and Elon Musk, are possibly the smartest dumb people that have ever existed. Now, they're smart in the way that they're business savvy and they know how to make money and they're filthy rich and no one can say otherwise, but they're so dumb in the way they name their children, the actions they they just... Everything about them is dumb, except for their business savvy. It just makes no sense to me that these guys are able to even consider any type of political movement of any kind. Kanye Worst, running for president, ladies and gentlemen, backed by, oh, get this, Kim Kardashian. Well, that's a surprise. It's his freaking wife. Of course he's backed by Kim Kardashian. That shouldn't even be a headline. But I will say this. If Kanye Worst becomes president, 
then the worst of times are ahead of us because this guy knows nothing about politics. Not to say that Trump knew more than him. Maybe he didn't. But at least the guy had been in the high-end, long-term real estate and business game for many, many years. And Kanye West is a rapper. A rapper, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. He doesn't know how to be the president of the United States. In fact, when he tweeted about how he was running for the president presidency, he's like, oh yeah, uh, this is real. I'm going to run for the president of the United States. He didn't even capitalize the word president. He didn't even put a capital P on it because to him it means nothing. And to him, a man who doesn't understand that the word president is always capitalized because it's an important word and important words like that automatically get a capital for their first letter. Poor Kanye Worst doesn't even know proper grammar and he wants to be the next POTUS. I am shocked and flabbergasted and I just must say if this truly does happen there's an absolute guarantee that I'm moving to Canada. Well, folks, Joey Chestnut has done it again with 75 hot dogs, breaking the record and resetting it and holding his title for the most hot dogs eaten on the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. He broke his own record of 74 with a with an additional hot dog this year, 75 total, in 10 minutes, giving him once again the yellow mustard belt or whatever it is that you get when you win that ridiculous contest of eating hot dogs in 10 minutes on the 4th of July. He has won it like 13 out of the last 14 times, or maybe 14 out of the last 15. I mean, how's this guy still alive? How is this dude... Not just flat out dying. Like, I don't understand this. I get indigestion if I eat a chip dipped in salsa. This guy eats 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. And he probably just goes and drops a deadly growler and he's fine. I mean, I would be... If I eat three hot dogs in an hour, I'm rolling around on the ground in pain. My gut... You know, everything's just so messed up. 75, Joey Chestnut? Come on! I mean, this dude is just an eating champion, and you cannot deny that. I predict next year he'll beat his record again and do 76. Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast we've all been waiting for, and that is Real Stories, brought to you by Peter Timothy Hankston Barbecues, and that's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. And today, folks, I am going to tell you the story about when I had my first ever girlfriend in elementary school, and I gotta say, she kind of broke my heart. So, when I was in elementary school, I was not thinking about girls at all yet, because I was focused on playing baseball and making people laugh in my class, and just the problems I had at home with my older brothers picking on me, and all these things, right? 
I didn't have time to even think about the ladies yet. And not to mention the ladies did not like me very much. I was a mean kid. I was not nice. But there was one girl that I couldn't resist because she was so cute. I was partially in love with this girl. I just, you know, I knew I had to attempt to make her my girlfriend. I don't know why, but it just something came over me. And her name is Melody Nelson. Now, we have, you know, grown apart and lived completely separate lives since then. I grew into a hardcore party animal who ended up selling weed. And I got convicted of a felony for marijuana in Washington County. I went to jail and all these things happened to me. She is an angel compared to me. This girl... I, I swear, could do no wrong. I, I've never heard of a single negative thing happening on account of her in my entire life. You know, I don't know her that well anymore, but I'm pretty positive she's the exact same. But when I was young, I don't even remember, maybe fifth grade, sixth grade, something like that. I could not resist her cuteness any longer, and I had to ask her out which is what you would do when you're in elementary school. It really meant nothing, because what? Am I going to pull up in a limousine and take her to a fine dining restaurant? No, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm like 11 or 12 at the time. But I knew that I wanted to, you know, hold hands with her and, you know, maybe at least get like a kiss on the cheek or something. You know, I didn't really know anything about what you do with a girl when you're going out with them, but I had seen my friends... And they had been doing this with girls for, you know, a couple years at the time. They were just Casanovas, you know. They were always about the ladies all the time. And I don't know how because we were so young. It really didn't make sense to me. But I, one day, I just remember I'm in like PE class or something. And I end up in line behind this girl, Melody. And I couldn't resist. I just blurted out without even thinking, will you go out with me? And... You know, kids knew what that meant. You know, they knew that meant you would be boyfriend and girlfriend. And really, again, it means nothing because what are you going to do when you're 12? Nothing. I, I don't even think I was 12. might have been 11. So I asked her, I asked her, will you go out with me? She says yes. And I don't even think we spoke another word for the rest of that class. And I was just so excited and giddy. I was like, I can't believe it. I think I have a girlfriend now. She's easily the cutest girl in our whole class. And I'm super excited about this. I, I just I don't even know what to do with myself. So somehow, some way, I got her phone number. And I would try and call her. But, you know, she came from a family with a semi-strict background as far as... I mean, especially when you're only 11. I mean, anybody would. Why is a boy calling you when you're 11 years old? I don't know. If I'm a parent, which I am, I don't want that to happen to my kid because I'm sure the kid's up to no good or whatever. But either way, I would try and call her and, you know, she was or is, I believe, Mormon, which is not a, you know, a type of family organization where they expect you to be going out with a boy when you're 11. They probably frown upon that, I'm sure. I'm not, I'm not positive. I've never been in that type of religion. My family was a very Christian family. 
Um, I don't practice any religion myself, but that's fine. So I would try and call her. You know, I wouldn't really be able to get a hold of her much. Maybe I think possibly I talked to her one time on the phone. I can't even remember. But I do remember I would walk the track during recess with her. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I might be holding this girl's hand. I can't wait. And before things could get more serious than us hardly even talking to each other, she had to drop a bomb on me that she was not allowed to date anybody when she was that young and probably wanted nothing to do with me but just felt bad for me. Either way, I, you know, I was heartbroken. She dumped me. I was like thinking, man, this was my this is my first girlfriend. I, you know, I'll never forget that I had this as my first girlfriend, but you know, now I realize wow, we really didn't even do anything to constitute a relationship, but, you know, it's still a memory that I'll never forget, and at the time, I really was heartbroken. I think I I probably was rude to her after that, and, you know, I was just, I was a vengeful guy. If I didn't get my way, I was not nice to people, and it was mostly because, again, I was picked on all day, every day by my older bros. They were unusually cruel to me at any possible chance they had, and I, in turn, did that to other people. So, if you're out there, Melody, and you hear this message, my deepest apologies and regrets for even making your life awkward in any way by, you know, by asking you out and for even probably being mean to you after you dumped me because I was a little wuss and I couldn't take it. And, you know, regardless, I, I don't really count... Any of my before high school relationships with girls as things that were real relationships with girls, you know, I don't really count them because, again, what do you do when you're that young? You don't do anything. You at most hold hands and walk the track together and that's it. But I will say I'll never forget how madly I believed I was in love with her. And it was, you know, it was devastating to to lose her as my girlfriend when I was 11 years old. And folks, the lesson to be learned here is if you want to charm a girl, do not act in any way the way I acted, which is ridiculous. I should have bought her flowers and chocolates and talked her up to everyone and been super nice to her. I was the opposite of all those things. So I learned my lesson big time right off the bat. And I thank you for that. Melody, have a wonderful life with your family and husband. You deserve it. You uh, you already have a wonderful life. I can see it on Facebook. You you have an amazing family. It's great. I have the deepest respect for you and your fam and have nothing but love for y'all. And I thank you all for listening to the Peter Gabbett podcast today. It means the world to me to have listeners like you. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon and I will talk to you tomorrow. Folks, it had to happen. I was eventually going to play a song from this creepy 90s band. And today is that day. I might as well get it out of the way. We've all heard of them. We all know they exist. We all thought that they were swept under a rug of embarrassment for the rest of our lives. But I'm bringing it back. Here is Creed with one last breath. I know you remember this.
Six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking. 